I think we'll learn some things. I think we should just go through this and All we'll, right. we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll discover <laughs> what's a problem. We'll, we'll get done and everything will catch on fire. Yes. And uh, we'll be like, okay, well, that. let's do it a different way next That time. was our rough draft, episode zero. Yeah, if we need to, this <laughs> if, if we do need to, this can always be like the episode zero that, that never was, that we re- oh, yeah. release you know, six months from now. It's like, remember that one that went horribly, horribly wrong? <laughs> and we'll say, we'll, we'll look back fondly on it. Yeah. We'll laugh at our younger, tra- travails of our younger selves. Oh, how little we knew. So, uh, three, two, one. Hello, Hello Alaska. Alaska. That was a little Don't fast. Let's do a little slower, actually. Okay, real, like this. What? Hello, Alaska. Like super slow. Hello, yeah. Alaska. Hello, Hello, Alaska. Alaska. I, I think you should just do it. I think I think it sounds goofy if we both do it. Okay. Hello, Alaska. Welcome to a podcast about Alaska and things that we think are pretty neat and things that we think are not so neat about the 49th state. I'm your co-host, Matt Buxton. And I'm your other co-host, Pat Race. Basically, we want this to be a place where we can talk about Alaska, about the things that, you know, we as me as a reporter, Pat as um, whatever the hell I am. Actually, so Pat, I don't really know how you got to Alaska. I don't know. I mean, you could be a drifter for all I know. Just a, the man, you know, drifting from town to town, opening up comic book stores. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm actually. I'm not a human tumbleweed. I have some pretty uh, deep roots here in Alaska. I. Uh, um, let's see. Where do I start? I guess my uh, great grandfather on my dad's side uh, came up here to work on the Alaska Railroad. Uh, and he was an engineer, and, and I believe he was actually the first guy to drive a train through the Whittier Tunnel. And then um, uh, another uh, great-grandfather was uh, the owner of the Harry Race Drugstore. But, uh, yeah, my, my dad's side of the family uh, has been here for several generations. Uh, my grandparents uh, graduated from UAF, and my father and my uncle both graduated from UAF, and uh, so did I. So it's... Uh, it's I've uh, been around Alaska for a bit. Uh, not so as, you, yeah. Oh, oh no, no. Go ahead. Where is, so where did where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Juneau. I was uh, born here in Juneau, and I uh, grew up in a water barrel. In a water barrel. Well, there wasn't any water. I, I might in be it. revealing myself as a non-Alaskan, as a Chichaco. I've only been here for a few years, so it's not like a slang word. There was actually a. It was like a water tank that had been converted into a house by a guy. And so it was like a big round house, and uh, uh, that's that explains a lot. Yeah, it was cool. It had like little portal windows, and uh, it was full of clinket uh, carvings. Uh, the guy that owned it before us filled the place up. Like there's carvings, all all the doors had carvings on them, and uh, it was a really memorable place. Well, so when you're talking about a water barrel, I mean, how big is this? I mean, how how wide was your house? Was it like it at the time? Dozens it, of feet, tens uh, of feet, fives of feet. At the time, it felt pretty big it felt like kind of a normal sized house but that's mm-hmm. because that's the only thing i knew as normal okay <laughs> so yeah i don't i don't really know i think it's on the small side as far as houses go i think it's like a, a small family house i guess it was probably like a two-bedroom okay so tell me about you how'd you get here so yeah so my my story um started in the in the grand old year of 2011 
Um, I just graduated from, so I grew up in um, Oregon. I lived in, you know, people ask where I'm from. Uh, depends on who's asking because uh, I, I spent my childhood in Bend, Oregon and my adult, you know, my teenage years in Portland, Oregon. So if I can, if, you know, if, if, if uh, someone's really hip, I might say I'm from Portland. And if someone's a little more um, granola, maybe I might say I'm from Bend. So. I'm from both. Uh, I went to college in Nebraska, um, which ended up being a little more interesting than I thought it would be. Uh, it was a rebellious. Uh, I went left feeling uh, betrayed because I needed to go to uh, the college that had the best scholarship, and that one was, had a pretty good scholarship. So um, while I was there, I uh, was in journalism. I thought I was going to be a photographer. Um, I graduated college thinking I was going to be a web editor. And I, at the time, I was a college newspaper editor of, of, uh, of uh, the Daily Nebraskan, which was a disastrous year. I, it was horrible. For I, the I don't paper know why. or for you? Uh, for both. It was the sort of thing where I, I uh, overextended. I was doing way too many projects. And, um, you know, the most common uh, uh, night terror I have is when I'm back in college and editing the paper still. So. That's amazing. I, that's uh, my night terror is back in college. Like I'm back. Like, and it's not necessarily that I'm back. It's that I have. Um, it's that I have to go back to like finish like a half a credit or something. And, I'm, yeah. and I need to go to where you're in Fairbanks right now. I need to go back to Fairbanks for like a semester. And I'm trying to figure out how <laughs> to make my life in Juno continue without me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, well, I, that was almost a real story for me in college. I um, took all of my, uh, like, the higher level courses my first few years, the stuff that was fun, and then I ended up having to take all my biology, my macroeconomics, and stuff like that my senior year. And um, one of the classes that I didn't take was a library 100 class, I think. And it was a one-credit hour, and it was the most failed <laughs> class on campus. And wow. I, yeah, went ahead and I failed it my first uh uh, my my the, the first half of my senior year I failed that course because I forgot to go to it and then uh, I luckily remembered to go because it was a prerequisite for graduation and, and I um, the, I did mine correspondence my library 101 <laughs> class correspondence <laughs> and I did it the last possible day of this uh, that it could be turned in the yeah. guy the guy that was uh, in charge of grading those was not very happy with me Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's funny. We have uh, parallel college lives. I, I was you know, curious I, about the photography, though. Like, did you do you still do that? Yeah. So I mean, I I um, basically uh, got out of high school, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I looked around. I was actually really into science and math and stuff. But um, I kind of looked around, and I saw a lot of other, my peers were really good, better at science and math than I was. And um, and I said, well, what am I, what am I good at? What am I better than other people at? Because I think that was maybe what it was, is what, am, what can I be the best at? And what I was the best at at, at high school was, was photography. And um, I was doing a lot of art photography and uh, kind of came out of it um, wanting to go into photojournalism because I just kind of really enjoyed um, journalism, sort of finding things out and knowing things that other people didn't know. And uh, went to college and um, quickly realized that a, um, I wasn't that good of a photographer. Uh, B, that there were better photographers than me. And C, uh, nobody really pays photographers nowadays. It's really hard to make. And so there's this combination of like me feeling that like I'm not the greatest at it um, and I'm not, not willing to 
um, go to the great lengths that a lot of my peers are willing to to make a career in it. And so um, ever since then, I, I basically I carry a camera a lot when I'm reporting. Um, I have a couple cameras now, and I shoot, you know, when I, I it's actually kind of nice. I shoot when I want to shoot, and I shoot what I want to shoot. So um, sometimes it's, you know, for work, um, and sometimes it's just, you know, on personal stuff. And it's made... Um, it's made me still like photography, to be honest. I don't know. Uh, there were there were days, especially when I was trying to, um, you know, it's such a competitive field, so it's it was nice to break away from it. Yeah. So what what keeps you here today? I mean, like this is, you you or actually, did we get to the part where you actually arrived no. in Alaska? Well, get no, to so Alaska. You, uh, Come yeah, up here. Yeah, I gotta tell. You. So so okay. So I was a college editor at my paper. Um, one of the big things that our university was like they realized that. So I was a photographer. I was a photo editor, and I somehow tricked him. You convince them. I, this is something that would actually make a. So, anyways, I convinced them. I didn't trick anybody. I convinced them to pick me as a, the editor in chief. And I think the the publisher at the paper, he was a you know an employee, um, Dan Chatil, uh realized you know he's a great guy. And he but he realized that like I didn't have the experience to be an editor. So, anyways, I got sent to a couple camps over summer that were like newspaper college editor courses, and that's where I met um, you know young. Uh, Alaska journalist um, and uh, basically started well it didn't happen at the first meeting Um, that one didn't go so well but I met up with her a little bit later in the year at another conference and uh, just started dating and um, it was a long distance thing for about a year Uh, I actually got graduated from college and I was working in Oregon and um, a job opened up in Alaska at the News Miner, and the job I was working before was just didn't feel quite right, and um, decided to make the jump. And you, you, I packed up my car and moved up here. You came to Alaska for a girl. Yeah, I, I know. love it. That's great. That's long, a great reason to come to Alaska. There are awesome it, girls up here. Yeah. So yeah. Long story short, yeah, I was chasing a girl. Um, Good for you. Yeah. No. And and uh, you know. Um, you know, might not that that one didn't work out, but you know, at least I, uh, I can't I can't ever be uh, sour about it because you know it me, brought me to Alaska. Um, I've loved the job I've had up here, and uh, yeah, so it's it you know it's one of those things where um, I think people, you know, you might be able to someone from Oregon, you know, someone who might move up here might be able to look up here, or they might end up here, they might end up single after chasing a girl, and they might look feel really sour about it, feel kind of disappointed or whatever. But, yeah. um, I, 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 it was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. And, and, uh, and that's living in Alaska. And so and that's why I've stayed is, is, um, you know, the job up here is really interesting. Alaska is really interesting. And I think it's a lot of the, the contrasts to, especially the last few, um, states that I lived in, especially Nebraska. Like one of the things that always really struck me in Alaska is or in, in Nebraska especially I remember going out like with the 22 and wanting to go plink somewhere and um going driving for 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 an hour and only finding you know no trespassing signs or private property signs and everything is owned everything's fenced off there's no public there's very little public land out there um and all of its parks and all of its kind of de- really developed kind you know it's all recreation sites and I remember um, the first few times I visited Alaska before I moved here, I remember um, driving a little bit out of Fairbanks, you know, just even 10, 20 minutes outside of the city limits. And you look out and it's completely undeveloped for, for thousands, you know, hundreds of miles. As far as I can see, it's just 
um, rolling hills of trees and yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't end. It just goes and goes and goes. And, and you could, you know, you could stop your car and get out and wander out there. And, you know, it, and, 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 you know, you'd be on land that you ostensibly own, you know, because it's public land. So interesting. Pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like the part about the uh, newspaper editor job where, where you described what sounded like a job interview and uh, and described it as tricking someone. <laughs> <laughs> I just, well, I didn't. Have, yeah, I was a photo kid. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know where news came from. I didn't know how to write a news story. That's why. It's why it's so weird that I'm. Uh, I, you know, I've been in Alaska, but I arrived in the summer of 2011, and now it's 2015, and. I've been a writer. I've been a news reporter, <laughs> and it's uh, it's been an interesting development. So it's maybe I was, I don't know, maybe 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 me wanting to be a photographer was started tricking myself, and I really at my heart I was a I wanted to be a writer. What do you what do you like? What do you connect with in the news? Do you what do you what's the curiosity that drives you? For me, it's always been able to um, grab something. Um, or to find something out, to find, to learn about something. And it's kind of one of those things where I'm constantly being asked to learn about something. So, you know, for example, today I was writing a story about, um, you know, 10,000 year old, uh, remains from the interior Alaska and some of the results that are coming out in scientific study. And it was something that, you know, when I woke up this morning, I was not even on my radar. Like, I think I had seen a story about it a year ago and, and then this morning I'm, picking it up and trying to be an expert on it. And what is so cool about it is in Alaska is that um, there's such an amazing wealth of things to be written about here, you know, and there's so many unique challenges that are facing Alaska because, you know, it's, it's a big state, it's a developing state. Um, you know, it, it's it not only, you know, on the state level, but there's just really a, a, an enormous amount of unique and interesting people in Alaska and who are doing things that even to us last even to alaskans um you know seem unique or interesting or you know that kind of thing so yeah i like that yeah so why have you stayed what what's keeping you here why have i stayed i think that um i think it's more of a question of why have i not left um and and when I was in high school, the expectation, I was a, I was a pretty good high school student and the expectation was that you would leave the state and then you'd go and become something and do something somewhere else. And, uh, and it was, I don't, um, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of getting out of the nest. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, getting out on your own, getting your own legs under you. But, uh, I went North when everyone else went South and that was really tough. Um, my initial plan was to just go up and do uh, do my prereqs and then uh, transfer out after a year or two. Um, but I, I like the school and I like the people and I, I stuck around and finished up there. Um, and I also discovered that it's really hard to transfer. Um, <laughs> I just like, oh, I don't want to do that work over again. That doesn't does sound, sound like a... There's probably uh, like four forms you have to fill out. No, but there's a lot of classes that don't come with you. Oh, yeah. So that's the that's kind of the catch on uh, switching schools. You got to be you got to you have to plan out ahead of time so you know exactly what classes are going to. Yeah, and you got to you. know where and you got to know where you're transferring to. I remember there were a few people at my college who showed up and they go, "Oh, sorry, we can't take any of these courses." Yeah, but I never really got very serious about it after being up there. Um, the the cold and the dark were were tough for me, but the uh, 
but there was a lot of uh, a lot of people I liked, and uh, and uh, it was it was easy to do it was easy to do the things that I like to do because uh, I'm kind of an indoor mouse, I guess. And that's what I, I find up here too is that uh, you know I have a lot of friends who are out uh, hiking or you know doing like what almost like the quintessential almost stereotypical Alaskan things. You know they're out chopping down trees or uh, you know fishing or you know and the, I enjoy those things too, but. There's something that's kind of nice. It's sort of, uh, I think, inward facing here that I really like. Yeah, so I can put that hat on. I can get out in the in the rain and the wind and weather. But uh, I I like uh, I like reflecting and reading and uh, hanging out on my computer. So uh, yeah. those things are those things are things I like too. And yeah, when there's only four or five hours of sunlight, it's really conducive to hanging out and reading. <laughs> okay, so you. You you said why you stayed, but what um, I guess more specifically, what is Alaska to you? Um, like, what is the idea of what does Alaska mean to you? Yeah, I think one of the one of those things. So uh, this is something I caught on to pretty quickly when I was living here. Is that I think in the lower forty eight, you find a lot of people who don't necessarily have um, a lot of identity for their state. You know, they might say, "Yeah, I'm from Oregon," but you know, I'm, you know, if you were to ask them, you know, how they identify, they say, "I'm American." I'm from the United States. And I think in Alaska, I don't think you'd find many people here who have like a necessary, I think their people's identity here is stronger to Alaskan. I think people in Alaska will say they're Alaskan first. Yeah, I see that. Definitely. Uh, Yeah. And and, yeah. And so basically, I think there's a really strong pride uh, in being Alaskan. And I think especially in a community like Fairbanks, which I'm most, you know, that's where I'm spending most of my time at. Uh, people really care about making this community better, and I think I, I just want to be a part of that. This is a sort of the community where uh, you know people start up an opera group, and that's it's a sense of community that I, I haven't found in a lot of other places. Yeah, I think that that sense of community works because of the size of the state. Um, not necessarily that the state is big, but that the state is small. That there aren't that many people here, and so. Um, you know, I, I can become friends with a journalist from Fairbanks pretty easily because there's like, there's really not that many people in the state. And, uh, if you start bouncing around and doing a fairly minimal amount of traveling, you just start connecting with people that know the same people, you know, and it's, it's really easy to form a network of, uh, of friends once you make one or two friends. And, um, yeah, this, the support network in Alaska is great, but I think it also like ties into this, the sense of identity is easier to, it's easier to get a sense of texture. Um, when you have a smaller sample size, I guess you just have like fewer people that define what Alaska is. So your contribution means more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think there, there's going to be in any state, there's going to be the great political journalist or there's going to be the great, you know, uh, comic book store owner. But, you know, I think that's something about Alaska. Yeah, I mean, you have an ability to meet those people, you know, and we're so small, you know, so it's it's sure that my person might be kind of like Alaska famous, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't make them. No, it's uh, all unassailably. Yeah, it's all me- medium sized fish in a very small bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe a lot of small bowls, you know, spread out across a large room, maybe. Well, I mean, not to belabor the metaphor, but yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, I, now I'm picturing these various scattered fish bowls, and okay. And, and, and there's and there's uh, you know and then occasionally there's, there's little little lines that they can go mm-hmm. and. Uh, okay. Yeah, we've got tubes between the bowls, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
<laughs> Sometimes the, someone will come along with a little net, and yeah, all right. So, what what does Alaska mean to you? Um, as an Alaskan, as a true Alaskan, as a truer Alaskan than I'm Alaskan in some people's eyes. Yeah, that's a funny thing. I um I don't know. It's just uh, it's hard to explain. Um, I I feel like it kind of uh, defines itself. I think that Alaska is really just the people that are here and. Um, you know, the, the story we always tell ourselves is that, uh, is that no matter who it is on the side of the road, even if I disagree with them in politics or had a fight with them the other day at the grocery store, like I'm going to pull over and help that guy. And I think that that is kind of the, the refrain. That's like the, 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 the thing that we just keep repeating to ourselves. And I think that that's what we hope we are or that we hope we become. Um, and, and I like that idea. I like the idea that, uh, everyone here is connected and is going to help each other out and that maybe we maybe we don't necessarily agree with each other on specifics or want to work together all the time but that we're that we're all in the same boat and we're all going to make that boat a, a great ship you know it's a yeah i'm off in metaphor land again but you know <laughs> you know what i mean i like i like alaska it's a good place yeah and i think that yeah like what you said um with a sense of helping each other. There's always, uh, you know, people willing to assist. And, and there's no, I think, yeah, there's a pride in, in doing that. There's a pride in saying that we'll pull over and help each other out. And uh, I think it's, you know, it's good, even though, you know, the, Alaska is, you know, in some, t- in some ways a real contradiction sometimes. You know, we, are, oh, yeah. we have a huge amount of, um, you know, federal uh, dollars coming in. But we're incredibly um, independent. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, even, and so, you know, us Alaskans, we all like to kind of think of ourselves as, you know, as hardy bunch. But, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a real recognition that, uh, you know, sometimes people need help. And, um, and yeah. we're hopefully, yeah, hopefully that people will come to our help and we'll come to other people's help. All right. Well, I think maybe it's time for our, uh, a break for our sponsors. Yeah, I think so. Hopefully, those sponsors are our listeners because um, yeah, we don't have do any we don't have any sponsors yet. So this is we, less we of a sponsor listeners. break and a break to uh, ask for sponsors. I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll yeah. I I actually wanted to just have a conversation about like what kind of sponsors we're looking for. Like mm-hmm. like how does this show exist and what is what are we you know like how do we move it forward so so we have some pretty minimal overhead you know it's a a little bit of my time a little bit of your time conversations we'd probably be having anyways and um and some like web hosting um Mm -hmm. so i don't know not not a lot of costs but i would love to have some sponsors for the show and i think my ideal sponsor is like maybe a small business owner i i wouldn't want um i wouldn't want like sponsorship from uh, a big company that's based outside of Alaska. I would love to have a bunch of small companies that want to like support our show um, mm-hmm. and uh, our investigations and our curiosity. I think that would be great. Yeah, and that's exactly. I think you know you see you, you know every podcast is has got like their Squarespace or their Audible.com. Yeah, Mailchimp and yeah. Mailchimp. I don't I, want any of that. What regular person? I I, I do wonder what what regular uh, podcast listeners like. You know what I need a system of emailing all my listener your yeah. every uh, email server anyways i want um, yeah i want like the uh the pet store or like uh imagination station or you mm-hmm. know like something <laughs> well something. and I, I think i think there is you know and you know ultimately you know we're doing this for other people too you know i think 
and, and you know, we, we're we'll, we'll really, I mean, really, we're doing it for ourselves, but it's, it's fun, hopefully a fun thing to do. Yes. But, you know, I think, um, you know, the idea of doing something like a Patreon, of reaching out to having people directly support us, you know, is a, is a, is a way of looking at it, you know, and, and we're not asking for hundreds of dollars or anything like that. But, you know, the, the money to pay for a mic, the money to pay for, um, you know, uh, you know, scholarly articles or books, you know, that sort of thing. Um, would be good. Okay. All right. You set up a Patreon, and I will, uh, uh, I will let people know about it. Yeah. And then the money will roll in. But yeah. And, and we will be <laughs> rolling in scholarly book articles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Actually, I do. I. Yeah. You know what? That's it's something to embar- embar- It's something that is embarrassing to ask for. But I think that you're you're onto something there. Like that that it takes a lot of time to investigate. Um, to investigate things and to think about them. Um, I've been, you know, like reading old constitutional convention quotes and uh, going through, I've been reading the book about greening and, and I put a ton of time into thinking about uh, this state and who we are and what we want to be. And uh, it, it's hard to do that. Um, I don't have the, the, the leisure of a uh, um, you know m- million dollar cushion or whatever to fall back on, <laughs> but uh, it's something that I'm just kind of compelled to do. So this podcast maybe is a way to uh, to figure out a, a way to turn that into work, so that I'm mm-hmm. so I don't feel like it's a guilty pleasure to sit down and read about Bob Bartlett. So I've, I've got a question for you. Uh, yes. Are you interested? You you've covered all of these issues. Are you interested in getting involved in politics? Yeah. I mean, long term, I I can't do it. Probably can't do it as a as a journalist. Um, but you know, I think I I see a real value in. You could um, be an embedded journalist. We can embed yeah. you in the legislature. <laughs> no, I mean to be honest, like you know, long term, I I would really uh, if I ever leave Paul or ever leave writing or journalism, you know, I'd love to look at you know local. Um, elected office you know I think there's something that's really valuable in um, being involved on that level I think um, you know and that's what's really interesting in following it too is I think we spend so much attention and effort and energy and emotional s- stress you know in national politics but you know when you really look at it that's the one that like affects you on a daily basis the very least yeah and um, you know and you, you start working your way down and it gets more and more um, actual, you know, more and more immediate. material. Yeah. And they always say is that, you know, polit- all, what is it, all politics is local or what, well, I don't know, I can't remember what the saying is. Um, but, you know, you look here and, you know, you, you, uh, uh, Fairbanks is kind of a crazy thing where we have like so many different multiple levels of government for being like the, the, the supposed like most sort of hardy or whatever independent city like we have the borough, then you have the two cities, and then you have like a hundred and something different local um, road service areas. Wow. And those road service areas are like five member panels who can raise taxes on for road service in, in certain areas. And um, so wow. I don't. I would probably skip the road service area commissioner. It's just like a big matrushka nesting doll of government up there, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you. It's really like five levels, but in, on one of them, you have a hundred different dolls that are trying to fit into. Yeah, the one yeah. above it. That's wild. And yeah, and so there's some of them are existing separately, and some of them. Are, and so, but you know, those road service areas. You know, they nobody knows what they are. You know, and very few people know who their commissioners are. But those guys 
are directly responsible for the level of like road maintenance you get like they like that i can't think of many other things that government does it's like more direct than the the road you use to get to your house you know and uh so you know that's what i think is so cool about you know elected office is that um especially on the local level is that you can really directly affect you know what's going on in your community and i think that's a really unique and, and privileged kind of thing to be able to do. And I think, sadly, you know, very few people take it all that seriously. But So so when you talk about that, are you talking about, like, a retirement timeline? Like, I'm going to retire from the newspaper? Or is this more of a, like, 50, 45, 50-year-old 50 kind of Matt Buxton? Yeah, I don't know. It depends. Goes to, goes to Juno. <laughs> <laughs> goes to City Hall. Well, you know, that's the thing. I mean, so we'll find, you know, I... I uh, as much as I love journalism, it's a very difficult thing when I'm looking at my finances right now to say like, you know, uh, uh, like, can I, can I ever build a house? Can I own anything more than my car? <laughs> yeah. Hey man, and, you got a car. That's a good start. Yeah. Well, you know, my dad gave it to me, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it was sort of a gift for not, it was his old car. It was a gift for not having to, not costing my parents anything to go to college. He's like, I will give you this car if you drive it as far away from my house <laughs> as you can. <laughs> yeah, but now they're, my parents are getting old and they, they're like, well, you, you can come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Do you get out to see them? Yeah, probably uh, twice, two or three times a year. Yeah. Say. Yeah. I, I always important. I always go back for Thanksgiving. That's the most important holiday I, for me. I think that's definitely one of the reasons I'm here is that if my family is here. I, I it would be really hard to to be living out of state and to um and to have to travel so far to come back to see them. Um and it's just uh I feel disconnected a little bit when I'm not here. Like I kind of lose track of who I am when I'm elsewhere. I think a lot of who I am is is who I'm surrounded by and what I'm mm-hmm. surrounded by. Yeah, and and for me, you know, I, I moved away from Portland, so a lot of times, you know, I, there's a, there's a Alaska me that I feel like is me, and then there's sometimes like there's a Portland me, and those are are two different the, things. The raver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I twist, I I twiddle my my mustache into a point and. Uh, <laughs> hop on my shave a little goatee. Yeah, hop onto my. Uh, uh, my my fixie bicycle and head down to the locally brewed coffee shop. Nice. No, um, yeah, no, I, I understand that. Uh, I think there's a real identity you have when you're on your family, and it is definitely very hard for me to be away from them. But you know, I think I you know they visited when I was living out in Nebraska for college. I think they came out once, and that was for my graduation. <laughs> so you know, I guess for the last like ten nine nine years, I've not really lived with them. So. Huh. Well, we haven't really talked about politics much, um, we, and and I guess we should. Uh, it, I mean, is that what we're going to do with this podcast? Are we going to talk about we're going to talk about kind of civics, right? Civics and policy so, yeah. and the people of Alaska. Oh, so you're, and, you're getting to the question of why are we doing this podcast, or what well, are not, we going to do with it? Not necessarily. Well, I guess yeah. What 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 direction are we going to go with it? I mean, what can people expect? Hmm. What do you want? Where do you want to cool, go? Cool dudes talking about Alaska. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. No. No. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think when I when I, I pitched this, you know, it was uh, going to be like the Alaska political breakdown hour, where we like get you the get you the hot takes for what's happening. But you know, we we talked about it more, and I think um, there was um, you know real opportunity. I th- well, that that actually seemed kind of boring ultimately, uh, and pretty stale. 
Yeah, I like that we've talked so much and haven't even mentioned the special session that's going on and <laughs> just <laughs> kind of oblivious <laughs> to it happening in the background. Um, exactly. But well, yeah. you know, and that's. I was gonna yeah, say, I, mean, I just it's gonna be out of that, date in a week. You know, anything yeah. that if we were trying to talk about and the analysis of the special session, it could be out of yeah. I mean, like we saw the governor. All right, I'm gonna, I'll put my on my nerd hat for a second. We saw the governor mm-hmm. drop the, the gas reserves tax like right away, and so you know we could have we could have done a whole episode on gas reserves tax. It would have been out of date or irrelevant. Yeah, just completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think you know one of the things that you know we talked about is a real sense of you know well so we have this whole fiscal crisis so let's let's pop into it real quick so we have um you know we have this big question looming over alaska of like how are we going to keep on keeping on you know what are we going to do and i think the real kind of the nexus of that is you know what do we want alaska to be and how are we going to accomplish that and so i think this is an opportunity to talk a little bit about that about what alaska is you know the ways it works and possibly, you know, kind of explore what we want it to be. And um, and so, yeah, it's just an opportunity to, to kind of celebrate Alaska, celebrate what makes Alaska, Alaska, and um, ways Alaska could be better. Yeah. I don't know, what I, do you think it is? What do I think it is? What do you want to do, or with this, what do you what what, want to do, do with you, the podcast? What do you want from this? Yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, I think I want to, I think that I most want to, um, bring us back to some of our, our fundamental ideas. Um, I was, I was looking at the state constitution today and, um, the preamble has, there's some things in there that are a little bit, uh, I don't know, a little bit off the shelf, but, uh, but the preamble to the constitution basically says that the entire purpose of the document is to, is to pass, um, pass on our heritage of political, civil, and religious liberties to succeeding generations. And I feel like that's a gift that we've been given that, um, and both on a state level and a national level, like I feel like we, um, we've been handed this uh, incredible inheritance, um, but it's also like a little bit of a burden to maintain. And so we're like okay. the... Uh, we're like the short-sighted recipient of, of a great inheritance. And so like we're, we want to just cash out and we want to, we want to know how much civil Liberty is worth on eBay so we can go to Vegas. Well, that's what I've always, I, I would be actually really interested to see is that, you know, that, that um, statement is really forward looking. I think it really recognizes that, you know, there's generations to come and there's a sort of a stewardship. And I think that's, you know, it's sort of been a common theme through kind of the greats. If you look back in, in Alaska, the formation of Alaska's history is that there's a lot of people who have recognized, you know, how great this kind of new state can be. And it would be interesting to see if there are other constitutions that so kind of clearly lay out that, you know, what we have is a gift for future generations. But I think that's really, really interesting. Yeah. I, I, so I think I most want to sort of reflect on how what we're doing today fits into that idea um, that we have been given this unique gift and that we it's kind of our responsibility to make sure it's there for the next folks that come along. Mm-hmm. But, well, but, you know, on top of that, I want to investigate all the investigate all the weird little things that happen and all the characters. And I mean, there's just a lot going on in Alaska. that's interesting. Well, yeah, and that's kind of one of the one of the early ideas I had for the name of this show was you know stuff Alaskans should know, 
And I think, I mean, it's sort of a takeoff of that um, Stuff You Should Know podcast. But, it, you know, it's, it's being able to look at these, you know, be, we take a topic for each episode and um, explore, you know, the people, the stories that have gone into that, you know, why it's important for Alaskans to know about and, um, you know, kind of the future of some of these topics. Really what we're looking for is to create a conversation, a dialogue. And even though it's it will be mostly just me and you talking, um, I think we would really do want to hear from people about what they, what you know, what is important to them in Alaska, what they feel special about Alaska. And, um, you know, the idea, you know, that's once we get rolling, you know, once we get more than, you know, once we get more than zero followers, listeners of this, um, hopefully, you know, people are, um, putting in their own ideas and we can talk about that. And that's the whole idea is that it will be a dialogue about Alaska and, uh, hopefully there'll be plenty of opportunities to, to fill in. All right. I think maybe it's time for some poetry. Um, sure. We're going to we're going to try and do this. I think every uh, episode is read one of uh, Cindy Smith's po- uh, poems. She does haikus and posts them on Twitter and they're wonderful. Um, if and, you where follow, can you, and where can we find her on Twitter? You can find her on Twitter at CLSmithAK. Um, so that's Twitter.com, by the way. Yes. Not Twitter.pizza. Okay. <laughs> Not Twitter.pizza. All right. October weather, chilly, even in sunshine finance committees (laughs) should there be like a a little like chime after that maybe yeah (laughs) yeah okay i i think um and that's always the thing that i kind of wish i was there right now because i you know i'm in i'm in all those finance committee meetings um in the spring and always then is right right at the end of the year when when the finance committees are the most busy is when the sun seems to really come out and it's always like when there's this long meeting that's just going forever and you can you can see kind of the sunlight sort of peaking and then starting to set and so i always yeah would wonder it'd be interesting to be in there when you know it's cold outside all right, so uh, let's uh, take a look in our email bag and see if we have any letters for anyone. All right, well, I'm, I'm looking here. Um, oh, wait, I can pretend to type. <laughs> oh, it uh, looks like we have no emails. Um, oh, yes, and that's probably because we haven't told anyone our email address yet. We, and this we is did our make first it up episode. at the beginning of this podcast, though, so yeah. <laughs> we, can't, we can't fault our listeners yeah. too much yet. We've already changed it once. Okay, yeah. so our... Our uh, um, email address, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, send us suggestions about what we should talk about, um, what topics you want us to investigate or explore, um, or just uh, check in and let us know how we're doing. <laughs> Help us do better. Um, that, is, the last one's probably the most important. <laughs> the last one's yeah. probably most likely. Yeah. So email address is heyguys at helloalaska.pizza. Uh, helloalaska.com was taken, and so we got the .pizza domain name. Which is a premium domain name and well worth the price. Um, I know this. This uh, this is a real investment. I think Hello Alaska Pizza is going to be worth big bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. we're breathing life into it right now. Exactly. Every word we speak is like it's like throwing pennies in the in the pool here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So drop us some drop us a line. Hey guys at Hello Alaska Pizza. And you can find me Matt Buxton on Twitter at FDM Politics. And where can people find you? Oh, yeah. I'm uh, at Alaska Robotics, or you can actually just stop by. I've got a little comic book store downtown. I'm usually there on Wednesday afternoons and uh, Saturday evenings. So uh, stop by the Alaska Robotics Gallery and uh, pick up a comic book and say hello in person. 
I'll do that next time I'm in Juneau. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. All uh, right. So you, you so can find what's... me sometimes at the News Miner, but oh. don't stop by or give me an email or a call before you do. <laughs> That's you sound really inaccessible. <laughs> yeah, I mean we try to be. We have we have a little um, wooden door, a little like a, a waist high door that leads in there. You have to get past that before you can get to us. It's just a long tunnel with the swinging blades in it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll bring this long, rambling, aimless thing to a wrap here. Uh, I just want to say thank you again to anybody who's made it this far. Um, you, thank you. You're welcome. That was my. That was my imagine. I was imagining right. someone was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time. Thank you very much. This is Hello Alaska, and I'm Matt. And I'm, wait, are we going to do the good news? We should do the good news. Oh, the Let's, good news, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. So we want to end each episode with something that's kind of like positive and like cool about Alaska. A um, little pat on the back for people. So uh, what's the good news? Tell Wait, me something. Do I have the good news? I don't know. Do you have Do you have an idea? I I mean, let's see. What's uh what? Who's someone in Alaska that inspires you right now? Who's doing cool things? Who's someone? You that, know. Uh, you know who? I, okay. Here we go. So when, when I was in um, Kotzebue earlier this year, I was spent, got to spend some time with Maya Kotick Lukin. Um, she was the uh, mayor. She's the mayor of Kotzebue who. Um, got the selfie with um, the president and she had this incredible story where she had appendicitis like four days before um, the president got visited the community and was life flighted out of there and um, treated and came back and was cooking for people anyways so uh, most recently at uh, AFN she um, uh, made um, these great um pamphlets about uh, it was like a little comic book almost about making stuff the Alaska native way and it was uh, a magazine of little ulus and it was all hand drawn it was beautiful and I believe they sold like crazy at AFN and um, it's just a really you know somebody put down with a, some with a pen and some paper and made something that was just really unique and um, was really pop powerful and I think made people really proud about um about making stuff in Alaska and it was good on her and I really need to get one of those I'm dying to get a hold my hands on them too she keeps on reprinting them every once in a while and uh it was going straight to people in um at AFN so where I unfortunately didn't get to go but those are awesome oh you can actually you can buy them create create like a noop and a noopiac you can buy them now on Etsy so I guess my I get, I'll give some uh, props to Kotzebue too I, I love that community and uh uh, one of the people up there who just I think is incredible, like a- out of this world incredible, is uh, is Liz Colick uh, Cravalo. Uh, she just got married. She used to be Liz Moore, um, and she is amazing. She's doing incredible things. She works for Nana. Um, she w- she's an incredible host to people that visit her community, and it just uh, it shows so much how much how she cares about the people there and the place that she lives in. And she has, and, and beyond caring, she has the skills to do great things for them. And it's, it's so wonderful to see that in a, when you go into a community in Alaska to see someone that not only cares, but is, uh, has the words and the skills to, to make a place better to live in. Um, so she's someone I want to give a big thumbs up to. And, um, actually just locally here um someone that i admire deeply and i think who i think will probably become a uh, poet laureate of alaska 
in <laughs> in <laughs> short time is a uh, Christy Nami Erickson, and she does all these great community events, and she uh, runs our post office downtown, and she is just uh, a fantastic woman and does uh, wonderful things for the community here. So I, yeah, those are a couple people that make me yeah. really happy to live in Alaska. Exactly. It, it, these are yeah people who are are taking their skills and making making things or or doing something that just makes life here that much sweeter. Yeah, exactly. I like mm-hmm. that. I I want to let's make sure we keep that as part of the show. I really like yeah. to brag up awesome people. Exactly. And okay. we'll um put links in the show notes uh, if we can figure out how to do that uh, to all these people's great work, so you can you the listener can uh, find it yourself. Yeah, and uh, we can uh, sign off now. We've had a pretty long episode, um, and let's uh, figure out how to, how do we say goodbye. Yes, <laughs> uh, just goodbye. Thank you for listening. Thank you for for making it through here. Thank you for um, for for hopefully um, believing that we could make something all right. Yeah, come back. Give us another shot next time uh, when we start digging into some of the issues that shape and uh, define Alaska. Bye, Alaska.